You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. But yeah, like I said, so Joe is a little late. He's going to be in. He took his daughter out to, to, for her birthday. So it's going to be a, a, a he's actually having technical difficulty. He got home in time. He's going to jump on in here. It's Patriots week. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Is everybody excited uh, and ready for? Are y'all ready for this game? I'm ready for it. My man, Chris Janky in the building. We got Tracy in the building. Daryl Domes is in the building. What's up, man? Uh, Pam, only three minutes late tonight. What's going on, Pam? What is going on? Let's see who we got. Uh, we, we got the whole crew in here tonight. We got the whole crew. My man David is in the building. He said, what's going on? My man Joe, he made it. He made it. What's going on? Dude, technology sucks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> technology sucks. And you, you nailed it in the text. Like when I said to you, my crap won't turn on. You're like, it's only when you're in a hurry. Yep. And that's a hundred percent right. Every Only because I'm in a hurry, nothing works. Camera yep. wouldn't turn on, microphone wouldn't turn on, nothing. <laughs> every single time, like every single time I do it, like whenever I'm rushing, it's like, oh, like the one time you text me and I'm like running home from a procedure, and, you, and you're like it starts in four minutes, and I'm like, I know. I try to log in, and all of a sudden, like nothing is working. So yeah, no, I get it, I get it, man. How you doing? I'm good. It's Addison's 13th birthday, so I no longer have a kid that's not a teenager. Um, she's a wonderful young woman, and I couldn't be more proud of just the kids that God has blessed us with. And for some reason, we're good parents. I don't know why. Um, that doesn't mean that like we're bad parents or we should have been bad. I just I know that sometimes it works out for the good, and sometimes you do innate things that you don't necessarily know you're doing that work well with kids. We're blessed with two wonderful daughters. McKenna's 16th birthday is uh, the 29th of December. So this year, well, this calendar year, or, or three, whatever, this coming year, Addison turns 13, McKenna turns 16, Beth turns 40, I turn 50. You're talking about a big year for birthdays. Holy Man. cow. Right. Holy cow. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a year full of like, <laughs> like major steps. Yeah. Major so, deals. Yeah. A lot of major stuff going on. I as don't far feel, as that goes. I, well, actually, I do. I feel bad for your pockets because as the father <laughs> and as the husband, <laughs> that means it's work. I understand. The good news is, is daddy's doing all right uh, right now in the new job. So things are going well. Yeah. Good things stuff, are going man. well. But uh, super blessed. Addison's, uh, she's a wonderful girl. She's a wonderful girl. So, yeah. 
Well, happy birthday to Addison. I love your family, man. Your daughters are awesome. They love you. Yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. So yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, I, I started off the show. I actually had a couple um, issues myself. My mic wasn't working properly. <laughs> so uh, everybody's like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And I'm like, Belichick. Ah. Bill Belichick. <laughs> It's the Patriots, they did it. <laughs> They're yeah. cheating, even cheating our podcast tonight. Mm. But it's all good. We're here. Uh, we have a special guest that's going to be joining us any moment here. Mm. But um, I do want to, Daniel, in the comments, wants to wish your daughter a happy birthday. Oh, and I'm you. sure you'll probably get a few more of those tonight. But, you, but hey, we didn't talk today. Normally, we kind of, we kind of, well, we did talk, but we didn't talk. Like, normally, right. we kind of pregame and like, okay, what are we going to talk about yeah. on the show and all that? Right. We didn't do that. So, I want to start off, um, unless you have something, because you you normally drive. I am, uh, yeah, we could probably switch switch where we are. Like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I want to start off. I don't know if you've been on Twitter since, like, your dinner with your daughter and everything. Uh, Not really. Well, Lil Dirty's acting up. Oh, he said hi to Cole Beasley. I did see that. And there's like, obviously, we got John Brown back on the practice squad. Hopefully he's in my I'm saying hopefully he'll be called up tomorrow. Uh, I just feel like he's playing some games. Um, How how, how would you feel just first and foremost? Because I've been I've been on the the train like, hey, I think we miss him. I think we miss Cole Beasley or at least on that train. We. okay. so how would you feel if that happened? Because, I mean, I came prepared tonight. how would you feel? If, I feel if came back? I'm going to start with John Brown. Um, John Brown and Cole Beasley were the first wide receivers to really begin to uh, what's the word uh, progress Josh Allen's career. Right. And a big part of that progression was for whatever innate reason that we don't necessarily know or understand, they got Dable's playbook. They just understood it and they under, understood it in such a way that, Josh understood it the same way there was I want to use the word familiarity I've been saying that for the last couple shows familiarity is not the right word because it's not that Josh isn't familiar with Khalil Shakir it's not that Josh isn't familiar with some of the other receivers on the team it's more about the pre-snap read it's more about what is about to happen based on what I'm looking at John Brown to me that signing was all about the fact that Josh knows where he's going to be on the field when he runs his route, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. Josh trusts Stephon Diggs the same exact way. You know who else Josh trusts? Cole Beasley. Yeah. So, yeah. to me, I think there's definitely a struggle behind – we've seen it. We've seen Josh throw outs when guys are running ins, throw ins when guys are running outs, throw long when guys are stopping, throw short when guys are going. There's just a – there's a disconnect familiarity is the word you want to use that's not the word it's not that he's not familiar with these guys at the pre-snap to post-snap standpoint and it's all about an understanding of offenses and i don't remember who taught i I was watching something it was a couple years ago and they were talking it was i think it was about jp lossman and they were talking about how in in nfl offenses literally the wide receiver comes to the line they have a play called but there's a there's a combination of routes and 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 uh Jerry Ostrowski calls them choice routes. So they have a choice on what they want to run based on what the the defense looks like. And they have to be on the same exact page. Like Josh Allen has to read it the same way that John Brown is reading it. Stephon Diggs is reading it. Gabe Davis is reading it. And it seems like right now the wide receivers outside of Stephon Diggs are not reading it the same way that Josh is. So that was a long answer to a short question. 
No, I, I thought it was a perfect answer. I'm, I'm 100% with you. I feel like um, because we actually and I know he's a running back and I know he's a rookie, but we saw that play against Detroit last week where, you know, James Cook came out the backfield and Josh thought that he was going to kind of break out to from if you're looking at it from Josh's perspective to the right. And he kind of like stayed where he was or kind of kind of broke to the left tad bit. And yep. it was almost intercepted. And everybody would have looked at that as like, oh, Josh is making bad decisions. But it wouldn't have been a bad decision. It would have been, oh, we, we read that differently. And, and right. when you see that, it happens. And um, to your point about first, John Brown. Man, I posted a, a like a mini thread the other day of a couple plays, maybe three or four different plays where he ran like the screen play that they run for him, where it's like mm -hmm. they have a couple linemen and then they have another receiver, maybe a tight end, jump out in front of him and just set up like a wall. And he turns like a five yard, you know, he, he turns this thing into like a 50 yard game. Like it's right. just, it's amazing what he does. Now, I'm not expecting him to come back and be the same John Brown. No, I know last year he kind of bounced around on teams. I, last year, I have receipts. I said I felt like, well, you know, he he was injured. You know, he mm -hmm. had a knee injury, and when you know when you try to rush back again, which is part of the reason why I I've always with AC even with Odell Beckham Jr. I'm the guy where I'm like with Trey White. Look, ACL injuries and knee injuries are not easy to just come back from. You're not going to be the same. That's right. When you use your speed the way John Brown does. I, I didn't think last year was the year. So now I'm not saying he's going to be that guy again, mm -hmm. but I think if he's healthy and I think if he worked out and he did everything, I think, I think he absolutely can, can make a difference on this roster, especially when, I mean, think about it. We, we don't have Isaiah Hodges. He's out there making plays, getting them called back, but he's making plays in New York. And then, you know, that was a bogus, that was a bogus call, man. Like it, it had nothing to do with the play. Like I just, I hate stuff like that, but anyway, I'm not going to talk. You digress. Yeah, I digress. <laughs> but, but I think, you know, with that being said, I think John Brown being back in this offense could absolutely help Josh Allen. I do have to say, because the mic was messed up at first, I do want to make sure I remind everybody you're listening to this on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network yes. presented by Picasso Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at PicassoPizza.net. Um, but yeah, so so now back to, to bees. My question for you about this is, I chose to wear this shirt for two specific reasons tonight. Two specific reasons. One, the first one is obviously um, the reason why the shirts were put out was the shooting at Tops and everything that happened on Jefferson. Uh, the shooter pleaded guilty to all charges this week. So yep. for me yep. and my family and other families, I feel like that's a win. win. Uh, still very upsetting, but a win. Mm -hmm. um, but then now I kind of want to try to move on in certain aspects of my life. So I'm going to wear the shirt tonight and I'm going to talk about it from the aspects of I understand we don't like certain things that people say, things that people do uh politically some of us have differing opinions i think you and i have some different opinions when we have certain conversations personally like when we talk but well, we some things we agree ground. on we find and that's what ground. and that's i think that's a, a thing that the masses don't seem to have right like right. i feel like when, when you and i disagree we can disagree and then it's like yeah but you know what I see where you're coming from from this and you see where I'm coming from from that. And then we end up on the same page. Anyway, mm -hmm. the masses just seems to pull out the pitchforks. Mm. I want to choose love. And if I know some people think Cole Beasley lost a step, I don't believe that. No, I, if, if Cole problem. Beasley wants to come back, I want to be the first on record. I don't, well, I don't know if I'm the first on record, but I want to be the first <laughs> on this podcast, at least to say, Cole, come back home, man, come out of retirement, come back to Buffalo. Let's get this ring. Like we were supposed to do come yeah. do it. 
Yeah. So it's I, I put a tweet out, and I don't tweet politically often anymore. I used to before I got into this game, I tweeted politically a, a lot. Not that I was like totally like engrossed in it, but it, there was just an aspect of like whatever you're saying is ridiculous. And I've always been the middle ground guys. So that part of me has never really not been there. I've always been kind of the, I see your point. I see your point. I think you're both ridiculous. Um, but the hard part about all this stuff is we're so, we have been trained and conditioned to not listen. And our leaders, and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, don't le- listen either, which empowers us even more to not listen. All that matters is what I'm saying, what I feel, what I think. And the hard part about this is all of us have different experiences. All of us have different upbringings. All of us have different surroundings. You and I are both sons of Buffalo. You and I are both sons of Buffalo. And we were raised not completely different, but different. We were just raised in different environments. We were raised around different people, different Mm -hmm different things that mattered morally substantially inadvertently whatever just things that were important the only thing that not the only thing one of the things we had in common was the bills right so that brings us together like first and foremost and faith faith brings us together too but just the fact that like we were raised in the same place and are different people it should promote us to stop and ask questions why why do you think that way Right. Why, why do you feel that way? Why do you believe that way? And that's, I think, what you and I do well and what we've always done well. Like I've t- we've talked about it on the show. There's times when I feel like I'm wrong and I literally call you and I'm like, straighten me out here because I'm missing something. <laughs> and you're like, you are. <laughs> and you explain it to me. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. Now I understand what they're thinking versus what I'm thinking. And I know how to approach the situation. So Cole Beasley and it comes back to Cole Beasley, the person versus Cole Beasley, the player. Bring me Cole Beasley, the player, all day long. <sighs> do I care what Cole Beasley, he's off Twitter, but do I, oh, no, I guess he's back on Twitter. Do I care what Cole Beasley tweets? No, I don't care what Cole, Be- Cole Beasley tweets. Do I care what Cole Beasley believes? No, it's not a representation of me. I'm not friends with Cole Beasley. He's not in my family, right? He doesn't work for me. Bring me Cole Beasley. Yeah, like in in the the, so the point that or the issue that I do have with some people, when you say like Cole Beasley has lost a step and he's not good anymore, I don't believe that. You could you could say that all you want to. I feel like he was less than motivated when you go down there with Tom Brady. Not not that you don't want to play with Brady, but he didn't have the offseason with him. You could tell that he was like you know the fifth sixth option on that team. So you know there's just a lack of motivation when it comes to do I really want to wake up every day and beat my body up to not really be an important piece of this offense. No, that's what I feel like I saw. That's I don't know point. if I think, I think Brady was tweeting him. Hey, we need you. Yeah. We need you. And, and Brady was bottom spooning him, right? Like calling up, calling up next to him. Like, Hey, we could really use you. And Colby's was like, Oh, you're, you, you like me? me, right? Mm-hmm. You need me. And then he got there and Brady was like, no, 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 no. I don't need you. Like right now. Like yeah. I think Beasley came in thinking he was going to be as much of an effect or as much of a presence on that offense and a teammate of Brady the way that he was on this offense and a teammate with Josh because he had Josh's ear. Josh trusted him, Absolutely. whereas Brady was just looking for a guy that could get open. I agree 100 percent. Like you said that perfectly. Right. And then so the, the step further, I want to take it to um, you. You kind of talked about the political side of things. 
listen, it, polit- politics, uh, personal things, any of that stuff. A lot of times, once you reach a certain platform or once you reach a certain level in whatever profession you are in and you become popular for whatever reason, I think that it, it's, it's just difficult to really conduct yourself on on social media. Like we even saw somebody who I think universally typically is loved. I think Lamar Jackson Sunday um, normally when you hear about Lamar Jackson, when you talk about Lamar Jackson, aside from those who think that he's not a great quarterback, you know, like when, Oh, you can't throw outside, whatever. For the most part though, when it comes to the person he is and who he is, everybody loves Lamar Jackson. Like, For I don't sure. think I've heard somebody any say, say anything negative. I love this. Tweet this got to him. I love this tweet this weekend. I loved it. Personally, <laughs> you, you sent it to me. I'm like, I love this guy. Now I know some people took it like, Hey, this was, um, homophobic or you know or however you took it i don't personally like where i come from when you say the phrase that he said it's not homophobic it's, it it basically just means like you ain't i'm not gonna get into it but it's not homophobic it doesn't it, it, it there's you can't this is a conversation you can't win and it's not right. that you can't win because people don't understand you or know exactly to. where you're coming from you can't win because people are too busy virtue signaling trying mm-hmm. to be upset for somebody else that's why you can't win and that I, i'm gonna be done with this conversation at this point yeah you know what let's be, done with trouble. Let's, let's be done with it and what what i'll do actually is instead of even taking that conversation forward let's bring in my special guest for the evening um I wanna, we want to get right to the patriots game we can talk a little bit about um the thanksgiving game because we didn't really get a chance to you and i and, and mm-hmm. my guests we didn't get a chance to chop it up but i want to get into this patriots game it's a big game i have a special guest joining me my guy one of my brothers from another mother my man Jeremiah Poyer. What is happening, JP? Yo, what up? What, can you guys hear me? We yeah, can. We can hear you good. All right. It's good to see you guys, bro. How you yeah, guys been? Yeah. Good. He's he's my guy too. I've been hanging yeah. out with him at the tailgates. Like yeah, yeah. Going up, chatting I mean, with his dad. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? He mine though. He my brother. That's all right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But no, man, I'm glad to have you on. I'm glad you were able to join. I know you you were pretty busy today, but um, but look, man, I just kind of want to I want to get right into a couple things. Like first, let's talk about the the Detroit game a little bit. I don't want to, you know, it's been a week now, so I don't want to, you know, spend too much time on it. But I think everybody going into that game, as far as the fan base, felt like, yo, it's Detroit. We gonna smack them. We should beat them. Why was that game so close, man? Well, it could. When I go back to the Detroit game and the Browns game, and really any game where we're playing a team that um, people people want it to be like a playoff game for the players every single week, mm-hmm. to where we're going in to try to forty to nil everybody, you know what I mean? Like, but every week in the NFL is different. Every different challenges, different. Any win is a good win, um, and it doesn't mean if you win by four points against the Lions, it's any different than winning by. 12 points in a game where you got three interceptions against Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? Like the wins are are the same level in regards to the players. The players feel the same way about it. You get a win. It's all right. Bet on to the next week. Let's see if we can uh, fix some of the things that we made mistakes on. And then if we did something well, let's try to amplify it. Um, we ran the ball well for the last three weeks. Mm. And they've been trying to amplify that because when we get to the playoffs, that's something that's going to be needed um, going forward. So I, I don't think the playbook's been super open the last few weeks. And I know we've been scoring a lot of points anyways, but um, people have a lot of complaints about how we're winning. And I, you just got to accept that the games are going to be tough, especially in the regular season, especially with the injuries that we've had. And moving forward, it's going to be it's going to be tough games. It's not going to be like maybe we get a blowout every now and then. But 
so you, I, I had a question that I wanted to ask you that I'm going to get back to, and I just took a note so I wouldn't forget it because that's how my brain works. I forget things all the time. But you just hit a point, and it was a point that we were just talking about. You just said that the playbook isn't as open as maybe normally it is, and we were literally just talking about the fact that John Brown is back on this roster and then obviously the potential for Cole Beasley to come back because Josh Allen isn't – I'm not going to say it that way – the receivers outside of Stefan Diggs are not on the same page as Josh Allen, meaning Josh Allen has a familiarity and an understanding of the playbook that John Brown has. Cole Beasley has demonstrated that when they're at the line, they're seeing things the exact same way. And all we've seen for the last four or five games is wide receivers on the Buffalo Bills that cannot get open except for Stefan Diggs. Do you, do you feel that that's why that there's a limiting factor that like right now they're just not jiving together? Um, I, I, I don't want to, they're two separate points. So I think adding Cole, Cole Beasley and John Brown, which would essentially, I think, move Diggs to be free to play in the slot more often than he has been. Um, I think that those pieces add a short game passing that you don't really have somebody that can get open whenever they want because Mm -hmm. their route running is just that, um, Mm -hmm that good um but i also believe that teams that play us are not they're not gonna sit here and let you throw 40 50 yard bombs to gabe davis all the time like this is not it's just not they're gonna take away what's strong for us and in that point it's quarterback running the football and it's and it's dropping seven in the zone or seven seven guys deep and and making sure that we have to nitpick just like we do to Mahomes um for the majority of the game um, so I, I don't think that it's, I think that adding those pieces would be a beneficial to, for Josh, because now he has an outlet that he hasn't had with the running backs because of his continuity with the running backs. There was a, uh, there was a, um, a tape of, uh, cook. He he's running a little underneath route and he's right behind the center and nose. And like those, that little continuity to where like you need to get to an open space where your quarterback can see you. Whereas Josh is trying to throw it around the center and almost throws a pick. And so like that little continuity he has with, uh, with uh, a guy like Cole Beasley, he doesn't have with the, uh, with the running back so far yet. Um, I, I do think they're two separate points. So I think that those two guys could help you Brown and, and Beasley. And I also think that, well, and Odell, if uh, I don't know mm. how that's going, but um they help you in certain ways to open up the underneath game. <laughs> so he's got the prop. We're gonna, we're gonna rename you to, to prop props the king. Come home, man. <laughs> this is got- home. Come to Buffalo. This is where you should be, Odell. This that's, is where you should be. That's the one conversation. So for me, I will say this. Um, because the question was brought to me, and Jeremiah, you can answer it as well. Are you ready? Do, do you want Cole Beasley back? Would he help this offense? I said yes. I, I want Cole Beasley, the player back it has nothing to do with Cole Beasley, the person, but to me, Beasley is the option. If you don't get OBJ, cause I think OBJ will see and read defenses the exact same way that Josh will, which is what we're talking about. Getting to the line, looking at the play that was called, looking at the defense and your brother, right. Is a safety. So he's probably downloaded all this stuff to you. As far as what he's looking at, what the receiver's looking at the chess match that's being played and the fact is, is the receivers are not on the same page. I think OBJ could come in instantly and 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 be a part of, of a very successful part of this offense. And if he's if he goes to Dallas, maybe you figure out a way to get Cole Beasley here for eight games. Yeah, I I mean that would come down to 
um, Cole. I, I I don't see why the Bills wouldn't at call him. And I call him, see what he's what shape he's in. Um, if you don't get a guy like Odell, um, but like it, it comes down to if Cole wants to, you know what I mean. He he's had some rough patches with um, his outside of football stuff and um, with the fan base here. So I and I and I get it. It just depends on what he wants to do. If that ring is something you want to chase, then by all means, I, I think the uh, he'd be welcome back here with open arms. Yeah, for the most part. Yep. I think so too. I think for the obviously, I know um, we were just talking about Isaiah McKenzie, you know, tweeting him, saying what up, and you know they kind of had a little interaction there, saying he missed him and all that stuff. But I think, I mean, generally the locker room as well, like the guys in the locker room love Cole. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like I know, I know what like the media try, and I guess now we're technically part of the media, you know. But I, I know what the media sometimes tries to interject and make people think, but. You know, outside of Cole Beasley ticking off the, the 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 side of the fan base that doesn't agree with his political takes, the locker room love Cole. Right. So you know, I I understand that sometimes you know he says some things about the organization and about the way the fans may have treated him, but you know, hopefully if if it gets to that point where you know they really do reach out to him, hopefully it's something that that can that you know I love Cole, man. Like, and I've said it multiple times publicly. I, I think Cole, regardless of what your beliefs are, man, like that dude. He hasn't lost a step either. I right. hate when people feel like that, like because they don't play for a year. It's like, oh, he lost a step. No, four months, not even a year, like two, three months. He's been all right, like you know what I mean. Yeah. But the reality is, is there is nothing that Cole Beasley did, probably or has said, outside of some inferences that were made and some connections that were made, dotted lines that were strung together recently, that was anywhere's near more crazy than anything Aaron Rodgers did or said. And well, people love A Rod. Well, tw- well, first of all, a lot the of people, people hate A Rod as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see A Rod hate on Twitter anyway. Uh, oh my god, you're not you, looking. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're not looking. People hate A Rod, man. But but the thing is, he's 12. He's the quarterback, and he's yeah. one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen. And I know I know Cole Beasley is one of the greatest slot receivers we've seen, but. I mean, a receiver compared to a quarterback, they're not going to get the same love. But fair, agree. He gets love, and it's not that. It's, it's similar to any player. Like you, you get love, and and sometimes it's shouted, and and you feel it. And, but like when the hate is is shouted, you feel it a lot more than than when the love is shouted. And that's just an inner person. That's anybody. I feel like if if somebody comes to you talking a lot of mess, like. I feel like that hits you a little bit harder in your in your mental than if somebody comes to you and say, "Hey, I really appreciate what you do." Both both hit your heart and both help you, but I feel like you get a little bit more angry and, and vocal when when somebody's talking about um, uh, about hatred and, and stuff that you do, especially off the field. Yeah, for sure. You have a very unique uh, situation or standpoint as it pertains to being a fan, because your brother, you know, we. We sit here as fans, Jay Spencer King and I, and we make projections and we have thoughts and beliefs. And we talk to former players and they give us insight. But your brother, right, is is a member of this football team. And that's you talk, all pro po. Wait, say you gotta po. say it the right yeah. way. Like that's <laughs> all pro po. And and Spence started the show um just talking about um uh just uh, not i just lost my train of thought because you, you threw me on the all pro pole i'm thing. sorry i'm sorry you gotta <laughs> it's fine you gotta put respect on that boy name we gotta- <laughs> just be just be oh that's what it was as far as a win is a win so it doesn't matter how close the win is 
It doesn't matter if we blew them out by 25 or 30 points. It doesn't matter if it feels like, you know, they escaped a win, which they did on Thursday. And that embrace between Josh and Stefan was literally spelling out across the screen. We escaped uh, this situation. Um, from your perspective, you know, do you see, is it just day by day? Is it week by week? Or is there something going on with this team where they're trying to work through some issues, work through some problems? Everybody, it's the same. So yes, yes, and yes. Every team that has ever won a Super Bowl has a little patch or a couple weeks or where there's never been a team that's just been super dominant. Maybe one or two teams that's been super dominant through a whole entire season, no problems whatsoever. Um, Because now if we go into the playoffs and we beat the Chiefs by 20 or 10, nobody's going to remember that we barely beat the Lions. Nobody's going to remember that we had a close game against the Browns. Um, all of these every day, every week is you play the game, you try to win at the, any means necessary. And then you take from the game, what you did wrong and you try to work on it individually as a team. Mm. Um, and if you try to work on that specific thing, maybe something else lacks the next week. And it's just a whole week, uh, a year of ups and downs that as a player, you just try to stay even keel. And they talk about it all the time. Um, don't ride the roller coaster. Dig says it a lot. Jordan says it a lot. Um, Vaughn talks about don't blink. It's similar. It's like you just keep moving and you win how you can win. And you try to work on the things that you've not done well. And you try to amplify the things you have done well. And at the end of the year, you uh, you want to play your best ball at the end of December and the beginning of January and the end of or into February. And yeah. if you can do that, it doesn't matter what you did throughout the year as long as you got wins that were gross the patriots had many disgusting gross wins where yeah. during their little reign and it's like people forget that all the time and at week to week we have these close games sometimes and people are so like dude we, no way we win the super bowl with this team like dude <laughs> it's it's a whole year of roller coasters like you just gotta ride you gotta ride it as a fan it's tough it's tougher as a fan because you can't really do anything mm. to help improve the team mm-hmm. <laughs> like you yeah, can't as a and I'd be mad. He, Jeremiah, he'd be going off on me. Like, every week, he's like, dog, you, you tripping. Like, you really got to relax. But <laughs> but one more thing about Thanksgiving, and then um, and then we can move on, because I do want to really get into this Patriots week. I know it's not the Patriots of yesteryear where they have Tom Brady and they're dominant, but it's still the Patriots week, and it's a big game for us. So I do want to get into that. But one last thing about Thanksgiving. Joe, I almost disowned Jeremiah and Jordan. And I think their mom almost did, too, because they basically no, out there talking about how sweet potatoes or yams are not to be included. Nah, it's like the worst. I'm going to just tell y'all. Nah. Yeah. Jeremiah, you're currently living in, in Western New York, correct? No, I, I, it's nasty. Similar to Jeremiah, me. are you currently living in Western New York? <laughs> I'm currently living in Western New York, yeah. I need to get you to my house, bro. And I need I, you to have some of my family, my, my extended family, my in-laws, Sweet potato casserole because I hated sweet potato potato casserole growing up. My 13-year-old does not eat crazy weird foods and legit, bro. It's freaking banging. Like if it's I, done right, he had I don't want to I don't want to be rude if it's not good. And I'm gonna sit there I'm with, you with that. No, we'll, 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 we'll set that. It'll be like, no, no, try this. And if it you like a nasty game, yams, like dude, he hit me with it. Yams. Hit me. <laughs> it's gross. Oh, your mic, your mic, your mic's cut out, Jay Spence. Can you hear me right. now? Yep. Yeah. He said anything orange shouldn't be on your plate on Thanksgiving. Correct. I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's first fall. of all, it's fall. And I, I'm like, no, you know what? Like, orange is terrible. 
Yo, his mom, just... his mom's on Twitter. His mother was like, where did I go wrong? Like, what did I do wrong? It's nothing you could do about nasty food. I can't help that. It's just not Anything hurt. orange is terrible. Oranges. I can eat, I can eat mangoes. I with whipped cream on it. That's about it. It's about anything orange that I can I mean, have. let's I be just, honest. Peaches are orange. The no. inside of plums are orange. During like, Thanksgiving, it just tastes worse. <laughs> Peaches I just, I just I'm done. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. But anyway. Uh, so well, let's, this, let's... this is the fair part here. So Jessica Tennis, the sweet potatoes are a food from the South and your family's from Oregon, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. correct? Yeah. Northwest. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe there's some... I don't know, but yeah, that's pretty crazy. Let's. Do you want to move on to the Patriots? Yeah, because I mean, I almost disowned him again because he said it on air. So, <laughs> Jeremiah, just know that I would never disown you. I'm being no, honest. Crazy. Jay, Jay Spence is the guy that'll tell you that I find the good in everybody. Right. He almost got blocked. He got a short list. It's, it's a, you know, I got a. For me, it's a short thing when it comes to that block button, and, and he was real close to it. And that's my dog. It's crazy no, that. Oh, it's crazy that you would block me for yams, but all these other people that be talking nonsense during game day, you don't block them though. Oh no, man! You want me to? I can. I screenshot you when we get off of this. My blockers. You you gonna crack? Like, <laughs> you gonna die? The list is but, long and distinguished. Yeah, it's long. But yo, let's get to the game, man. Um, I, I want to start. We're not gonna talk about like anything outside of the the normas as far as your brother's concerned but i do want to talk about the defense i feel like um like you mentioned a minute ago you were talking about how uh there's ups and downs and there's a roller coaster throughout the season i feel like when we came into the season the bills defense was looked at and obviously michael was still with us too and now he's out on ir we got trey back now so i think that's gonna be a big boost once his rep starts to kind of ramp up but the defense just doesn't feel as dominant as they did the, that first part of the season. Is there anything that you, when you watch the game or even when you talk to your brother or whatever, like whenever you have a, a, a chance to just like break it down, what do you think has changed other than like, obviously the, the like Vine is out now too. So other than injuries, what is it that you feel like is absolutely changed with us that makes us not appear or feel as dominant as we were? Um, I, okay. So, I looked. At, I think there's a stat out there about how many games this year we've had starting with the same lineup, and there's maybe one or two with the Rams, and then going into the Titans game. And when you missing key pieces, we miss Tremaine. He's a guy that that he, uh, I call it calming, but he's a vocal guy on defense. And you miss Jordan, vocal guy on defense. Micah, vocal guy on defense. Like these are all, <laughs> these are all, and then even Trey, like you don't have Trey for part of it. You're rotating cornerbacks every, every game. And some are hurt for some games. Like people just want them to hop in and, and pick up like nothing. And I get this whole like next man up. I get it. I get it. It's a big fan. You'd say it on air, but like, it's just not like that. Like it's just not next man up always somebody's gonna hop in you're gonna lose some because you're used to playing with one guy so long and now you're playing with three new guys that you haven't played with yet and it's just like um I, it's hard without reps together when you ha don't have a lot of reps together don't have a lot of practice together um we're not practicing but one to two days a week because of sicknesses and mm -hmm. injuries and mm -hmm. like dude i i don't know what the expectation is for the defense when you barely get practice but i feel like we would be exceeding it if you really look at the wide scope of how the defense is playing in regards to how many injuries we've had on defense with milano missing games main micah jordan trey um dane jackson missed a game every starter 
on our defense, I think has missed a game or is going to miss a game, if I'm not mistaken. And like, and that happens to every team. That's why I, I, I the expectation I think is the difference is the, the fan expectation. They expect a dominant defense, and they're sometimes with the two with some of the twos in, you're just not gonna get it. And that's my personal opinion. That whole thing is my personal opinion. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I agree with you. It's just, I guess, you know, coming into the season too, like the way we, and I, I'm guilty of it too. You know, it's like, oh, we are, our D, our team is deep. We got the deepest roster. You know, we got guys that's the backup that should be the starter on other teams. You know, like we talk that talk. And then when the depth gets challenged, it's like, okay, it, maybe, maybe we're overstating how, how great some of our, to and that's fair, not a shot. Right, right. To be fair, they're winning. They're still yeah. – we're 8-3 and three with the amount of backups that we've had to play with, and that's not normal. Like, if we didn't have as good of backups as we've had, these games that we've been winning lately are probably – are losses, yeah. I would assume. Like, and, and there's even – even the losses we've had with with backups in, it's like it's three, four plays – we're three, four plays away from being undefeated this year. They are, they are, they are eight and three. They've lost three games by a combined eight points like total between right. all three games and they literally have hurt themselves in all three of the losses. Exactly. And it's not like, it's not like we're, we're not doing, we're doing enough to be there at the end. And then like you miss those key plays from those key guys that might've been out where those plays are amplified because you lost. Yeah. And um, yeah. And that's what I mean. That's what it's a clutch factor that I I I patent Jordan Jordan's ability to not make mistakes at the end of games. Um, that's what my favorite part of it is about Jordan watching him play. So, um, fellas, it's my birth. It's my daughter's birthday. I'm gonna jump out. Apparently, she just got out of the shower, and they're uh, we're gonna watch something together as a family. So, uh, tell her happy birthday. Yeah, you yeah. guys talk about this Patriots game. Let's bring this dub home. Big dubs. Let's bring this Big dub dubs. home. Big dubs. And uh, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Jeremiah, uh, you gonna be the Jets game? Jeremiah? Uh, yeah, I'll be at awesome. the rest of the home game. I'll see you at the Mafia House at the Jets game. All right, boss. Good to see you. Yep. Spence, right. love you, dude. Love you, too. Happy birthday to her again. Tell her I love her. Yep, yep, yep. Let's go. All right. So so Joe's out of here. So let, let's, uh, let's finish this off, man. So let's get into the game. Look, I'm not nervous at all. But I also, I also realize that this isn't we're not going to have every game where it's like we don't punt against these dudes right so i feel like that might be a little different tomorrow we're going to punt it's going to be some things that you know there's going to be mistakes tomorrow there's going to be it's going to be a completely different game first looking at it from a buffalo bills perspective offensively what what has to be the game plan going into this because because like we mentioned earlier we don't have the same receivers we've had we don't have guys that are getting open and on short routes and doing different things so what is what is the your if you were if you were Ken Dorsey, how are you coaching this team up for tomorrow? Um, personally, um, what's worked in the past the past cup two games, I think we won the last two, lost the third one. Yeah, so we Isaiah has been a huge factor because we we run a lot of crossers and play actions. We ran the ball well in most of the games, and like I think that still receiving wise, we're gonna have a big game. I think Josh is gonna have a big game throwing, but I think it's gonna start with running the ball well early in the game because Belichick is one of the, is a, one of the goats. Some people disagree with it. Some people don't, but um, he's going to take away what you do best. And so um, I think that the bills have found a way against, um, against this Belichick led defense. Even they were good last year. They're good again this year. 
um, to pull out wins and to start to start by running the ball well, play action, crossers. I mean, John Brown had a big game a couple years ago. Um, he was the one that routed up Gilmore, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so long, long routes like th- that starts with running the ball well. Long routes where we want to open up our receivers, it starts with running the ball well. And I think that uh, Singletary will have a big first half and then uh, we'll open it up in the second half, probably. Man, talk that talk. I need a Singletary touchdown tomorrow. Part of my parlay. I need him to hit that. <laughs> I need him to hit that for me. I, like, you know what I mean? And I need him at, at, at least 59 yards. You got to give me 60, Devin. Right. Come on, right. motor. Do that. Give me 60. Right. But um, so. So on the other side of things, and if you're talking about the Patriots and you're talking about their offense, I feel like really the only person I'm afraid of when I look at that team is Ramondre Stevenson. Um, they have guys that can make plays if you give them enough opportunities. But this season, I just haven't seen them really take advantage of most of those opportunities. But they had two good games in a row, I feel like. Um, the Vikings game, they look pretty good. It's just that the Vikings, man, that, that dude Justin Jefferson is different. Uh, what, do you, what do you feel like from the Patriots' perspective they have to do in order to – uh, make some things happen. Right. Similar to um, similar to the offense on first and second down, our offense needs to get into third and short early in the game. That way we can open up the offense on third and third and short. Our defense has done an extremely good job at limiting people on first and second down. Um, they just have to get off the field on third down, which the Patriots aren't a very good third and distance team um, because Mac just, I mean, like, you know what I mean? I, I don't want to say anything bad about Mac, but um, I think that this defense uh, is patented ready for first and second down, stopping the run. Um, they've been doing it um, early on in games, especially. Um, I know late in the Green Bay game, we came up some. like it, the, Even people after two, one and a quarter games were saying our run defense is bad when we've kept the three best running backs that we've mm-hmm. played. Um, or two, I guess, Dalvin Cook went off, but um, – the two best running backs that we played to 30 yards or less. Um, and that's by stopping them on first and second down early and making them pass late in the game. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm which I feel like our run defense is a lot better, but we also don't have Von tomorrow. So I think that's a, I think that's something that's going to affect that. But real quick, before we, we can finish that dis- discussion, we got a super chat from my man, Carl. He said, Hey guys, I, I'll, I'll just leave this right to you, man. Uh, he said, Hey guys, pass protection may be the key. Our uh, Greg Rousseau versus Trent Brown and Matt Judon versus David Questenberry, the matchups to watch tomorrow. Uh, yes. Um, in both senses, I think running wise, I think um, I think we need to get out on the edge running, and Judon is Judon is that guy that kind of sets the edge on on their team. Um, and Russo's got to be big; he's he's got to fill in that role for for Vaughn. And um, if he if he's playing, I'm I I don't have the. Did was he full participant today in practice? Yeah, Greg. He yeah. was okay. So yeah, so Greg's got to set the edge um, run wise. Vaughn's been doing that this year. As good as as blocker as he is, Vaughn is elite at setting an edge in the run defense as well. And um, so you can't replace a guy like that. But Greg is on the up and up, and I think Greg will be a superstar in this league at some some point. Well, you know what? When you talk about that too, man, we um we spent a lot of resources, like a whole lot of resources, on um you know on edge like we we drafted what are we uh greg rousseau we drafted aj epinesa we drafted boogie basham all first or second round picks at some point and i'm not saying this in a bad way but at some point with vine or without vine these dudes have to live up to their draft status you know what i mean like it's time and here's and, the injury report you you asked you know who are uh, practice or who are out looks it looks pretty darn good to me it looks good it looks yeah. good it's better than it's been at least 
Um, so, so for everybody, before you go ahead, before everybody, for everybody listening to this via podcast form, the only two that are ruled out as of right now is Deion Dawkins and Von Miller. Um, tight end Quentin Morris is questionable. He's been out with an illness. It's been an illness all around the locker room, man. I, I, I hope everybody really, because the I got man sick is from stuff like that. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. I, Tell Jordan to stay home, man. <laughs> I spent. Uh, he brought. They brought it. Yeah, brought him from Detroit, and uh, I got a little sick too. But it was a quick one. It was like a quick little shivers, cold, uh, and and a lot of people that traveled fans wise too got it too. I, I mean, I was talking to uh, Kristen Kimmick, and um, she had gotten it too. So. Uh, I'm glad everybody was able to get a little bit better. We all felt it like Sunday, Monday, and now going into Thursday, we're good. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, but back to what we were talking. I, I just had to throw. I wanted to throw that up because you you asked who was um, injured or not. So, uh, I didn't. Did you forget your point? I'm sorry. No, no. I I think Greg um, Greg's gonna do his do his job. I, the uh, the young guys that we signed, um, they just have to be able to. Greg's got to step up into that like superstar DN role. I think during this game, um, while Vaughn's out, and he's gonna have to ride that momentum. And then everybody else got to do their one eleventh. Um, I'm not sure if AJ is still fully healthy. I, I know his ankle. When you come back from an ankle injury as a D lineman, and this is something I know, you're never like fully 100 percent until a couple weeks of playing on it and and getting. Um, getting used to it. I think Shaq will I agree with Jessica. Shaq is gonna be a is gonna ball out tomorrow. I think he has a lot of TFLs. I think I think Shaq has been balling all year. And I, there's been a couple of times throughout the year that I've tweeted out like, yo, Shaq is a dog. Yeah. And it's I think because you know, obviously, you know, he left and he came back and then he didn't get the huge contract, but I feel like, you know, the expectation for him to ball out isn't the same as other players. But I'm gonna tell you, he big time, man. He shows up every single time he's active for this team. It's so like, different. I don't, I don't, yeah, it's different when you're playing like when you're playing in a situation where you're happy, and and I've said uh, yeah. I said this a lot when you, when you're happy and playing in a situation you play at a different at a different level like you play with no worries no um, no concerns um, and it seems like he's a lot happier here than he's been in in previous years. Man, this is and this is what I, you know, I'm not going to go into recruit mode, but this is what I've been trying to tell your brother too, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just be happy. Be happy here. You've been all pro po here. <laughs> yeah, just stay. Stay. But I, I <laughs> we're not going to get into I've been, man, I've been trying to recruit him back. Uh, I want um who have, I, I've been going crazy on these shows. It's him. I'm tr- I'm definitely trying to keep Tremaine. You know Tremaine is my dog. Uh the, the defense that we've built, man, like to, to be ranked what they've been ranked consecutive years, like three, four years in a row like this, it just it would break my heart to break it up before we did the thing. Like I, I need us to go ahead and just get that. And if this is the year, great. Then let's repeat. Like, don't leave when we get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's and I'm just I'm 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 I guess I'm greedy in that sense. And I don't fan. know if the players. Yeah, it's the fandom in it's me. But the at fan. the same time, man, you know how long it's been since we've had a great team. And it, to keep one, it, it takes a lot of a lot of making sure that you take care of the priorities, and then yeah. a lot of making sure that you're able to build up young guys. And um, I think they've done that well here for the most part. Um, I, and if it makes anybody feel any better, we we would love for Jordan to retire here in Buffalo. 
Yeah, no, and Jordan has come out publicly and said that, and and that's all. Like, I feel like that's all I feel like we should say tonight, so we can move on. Uh, we got about <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> we got about ten minutes left, so uh, I do. Let's um, let's flip it to to. We we talked about what what our offense has to do and what their offense has to do. Um, let's talk a little bit about their defense a little more. I know we the question was there, so we touched on Matt Judon. This dude is leading the league in sacks. He is a monster, man. When he was a free agent, I wanted him in Buffalo. With with Dion being out and with and with Spencer not playing up to, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying nothing bad about Spencer, but he's not playing as great as as we would like. And I'm not saying that just from a fan perspective. Just a straight up, he gets beat sometimes and at moments that he shouldn't get beat. It, it's not we're not we're not seeing what we want from from uh, Spencer. What do you what do you see from that matchup all around? Like just them defensively on our offensive line that without Dion we're beat up. Um. I mean, it's up to, in my opinion, it's up to Ken. Like the the running backs, the slots. Like when people, O line is one of those where, like, if you have a mismatch, you have to f- scheme up a way to help your O line and block. Um, and you have to understand that it is a mismatch. You have to not be prideful and understand that there's a mismatch on the D line and um, and and scheme something up. Whether it's a running back cracking back, lining up in the slot, cracking on the tight the tackles helping out um whatever it may be that you want to scheme um to help your o-line if they're hurt or whatever it is he's got to figure out a way to to uh give josh some time to throw the football and that also starts with running the football well which i think our run blocking um has been a lot better even though people look at spencer not pass blocking very well i think our running blocking as a whole has been pretty pretty good so far in the last few few games um if we can run the ball early it'll help out our line a lot okay well um i'm with you there let's let's get into this last part of things so everybody in the comments you know how we do it this last few minutes we always do a game prediction and we do a josh allen stat line if you want to participate cool if not this is what i'm gonna ask you to participate in man i this is my parlay for the week so every week I do a parlay uh, sponsored by DraftKings. Check out the pregame rumbling pod tomorrow morning that I always drop the day of the game. Uh, I'm going to go with Mac Jones. He's going to have under 219 and a half yards passing because I feel like Jordan, my man Trey, I feel like they're about to shut this boy down. This is where I'm starting. Devin Singletary, over 59 and a half yards. So he's going to get that 60. I need him to get that 60. Ramondre Stevenson, I don't think we're going to shut him down like he's going, you know, he's not going to have 10 yards rushing. I think he's going to hit that, you know, that 50. So I feel like he's going to have over the 49 and a half. And I need Diggs to hit at least 70. So over 69 and a half yards. What, A, I mean, is this, is this, you think I'm going to get, I'm going to hit this or no? And then B, what you betting tomorrow? Um, I agree with everything other than it's very, that Ramondre Stevenson bet is very difficult. It depends on if they shy away from running the ball once they start losing, um, because I think they're I think they're they're going to no, be. No, I love down. you. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> if they if they take the Aaron Rodgers approach and just hand the <laughs> hand the ball off even when they're losing, like that is what it is. But um... I love you, yo. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> said they're gonna start lo- I love it go ahead go ahead my bad um that that's how I see the game going I, I think early he's not gonna run very well um <laughs> and then it depends on if they want to just keep pounding the ball like Oregon State did against Oregon to be able to win the Civil War they literally didn't throw the ball yeah I had to had to let's get it Beaver Nation <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, some of these um, predictions are coming in now. We got uh, 24 to 20 bills uh, by my man, Dan Buffalo Freddy. Shout out to Buffalo Freddy. Uh, we got Daniel says 31 to 16 bills win. So double digit wins coming in. Triggs is saying 10 point win 34. Or I, I'm hoping he's saying this to bills 34 to 24. Um, where where do you see how do you see this game playing out? I know the last couple of times we played them has been blowouts, and you kind of just you kind of just said that. But uh, how do you see this game playing out? Um, it could go one of two ways. If if we start out hot running football, then um, I like a I like that twenty eight to ten scoreline um, that he just popped up. Um, however, like these in the, like the garbage time scores, I can never account for. Um, if we're unable to score early on in the game, then I'm looking at like a 20 to 13, 23 to 13 type of scoreline um, with the exception of a garbage time field goal or garbage time touchdown. All right. Well, uh, give me your, your Josh Allen prediction, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap up, get on out of here. If y'all if y'all still are looking for more content, join Jerry Escouch, the big O, the big O and Sarah Larson tonight. They're, they're doing a three-man rush directly following Hump Day Hotline at 9 o'clock. So make sure you stick around on the Buffalo Rumless podcast, VidCast Network, and, and check them out. But go ahead. Uh, 18 for 29, 295 yards, 90 yards rushing. Wow. Wow. That, I mean, it's close to what my man just dropped here. He said uh, 23, 36. 296 and two touchdowns. That's that's very close. Y'all, y'all got similar, you know, he, you had a few less completions for him. Uh, but, yeah, that sounds about, sounds I about think right. Gabe, I think Gabe in the second half, look for Gabe and, and Isaiah McKenzie to have big games. Uh, a lot of crossing routes, a lot of, a lot of nice, uh, a lot of nice play actions coming through. Uh, that's what I think he's going to get most of his yards, and that's why I, I got it low. Man, what is it about McKenzie and the Patriots? It seems like when he plays the Patriots, this dude just turns into, you know what I mean? Like, he, he just turns into an all-pro receiver. And I don't, it's like, keep this energy all year for me, dog. What's happening? Well, he he's not, a gay, like, the him and Cole literally do different things. Um, and Cole is a zone beater. He's going to find the gap. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to lay down and get his five. Isaiah is a man beater. And, and when, when, uh, you have a guy that can run as fast as he can across the field on a play action when you're running the ball well. That when Patriots like to play man, and when they play man against Isaiah, you're not going to stay in front of him. So, <laughs> I I, uh, I think that he has a big game again tomorrow unless they change up their defense. All right, I'm gonna agree with you. I think the Buffalo Bills are gonna. Um, I think the first quarter is gonna be frustrating for Bills fans. Like I, I feel like um, it might be a slow start as far as like that those first couple drives. But I think the Patriots might either put a couple field goals on the board or something like that and frustrate Bills fans. Like why is this? But I think that second quarter and that third quarter, typically we've had a couple games where we didn't do it coming out to half. But but most of the season we come out to half and we really make some good adjustments and and that's when we we go in for the kill. So I feel like you know Josh is healthy. This is the first week that he's played or that he's practiced and it hasn't been in a limited capacity he's been full practice and he's you know relatively healthy again so i think this is when we see Je- uh josh start to go off again bills so, fans do me a favor and i all the bills fans watching this do me a favor in that first mm-hmm. quarter when it's three zero patriots midway through the first quarter and and they're driving they have the ball just just hashtag ride it out on twitter Musa. 
Don't hashtag write, it out. <laughs> hashtag write it out on Twitter. Don't lose your head until, you know, maybe the second half if things aren't going our way. But I just don't see that happening. But first yeah. quarter, don't lose your heads. Please, I beg. I see yeah, a lot on Twitter. I'm, if Damn. it's late third quarter, early fourth quarter, and it's like that, then okay, let's let's right. uh, let's get yeah, upset. Man. But no, that first quarter, man, I just feel like, especially we're in, and it's in Foxborough, um, it is still a tough place to play. I know we've we've beat them, you know, recently, but it's still a tough place to play. So, uh, but like I said, the way I see it is, you know, I, I think that Josh is going to have a day. So I'm I'm actually going to give him a little bit better performance than you did. I'm going to say he's going to throw for like 325, uh, two touchdowns in the air. I think he's going to have two on the ground. I think it's going to be one of those like it's going to be one of those games, and I think Devin's going to get one so i think it's gonna be like 38 we're gonna get we're gonna get a field goal in there be like 38 17 it's gonna be one of those games okay i like that too i mean i'm yeah. i'm happy if they win so yeah <laughs> if, they, if he get if he get 38 points on the board i'm good that's good, I'm good. i need all my i need all my parlays so I Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yo listen everybody uh for joe miller for myself jason mr king and my brother jeremiah poyer man i thank y'all for spending the time with me make sure y'all stick around Go right into the next video and kick it with my man, Big O Jerry and, and Sarah Larson for the uh, three-man rush. We out of here, man. Go Bills. Mm-hmm.